Craig. I flew from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma <laughs> to go to a cheese bowl party after going to... Sorry, this is too funny, because I have to change the lyrics at all. <laughs> yeah, you didn't at all, actually. Okay. Just, that's okay. the secret. Just find it. Find a song with Tacoma actually in the lyrics, <laughs> and then you're good. Oh, and I have, Phoenix in the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had other stuff in the song, but and I'm sure you've get, been to Philadelphia, I, I, Atlanta, and L.A. What? I had just other, not on this trip. I, I had replaced that with other stuff, but I uh, I laughed too hard, and now uh, now it's done. It's over. Um, it was just funny. <laughs> I was like, I, it was last week. I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's the song I'm gonna do. I have yeah. to do that song. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Because yeah, I, I uh, yesterday went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma. To Tacoma. So, um, yeah. Uh, but not Philadelphia, Atlanta, and L.A. Uh, not this time. Yeah. I, I don't think that that was all one day in that In uh, the song? song. Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a really <laughs> shitty day. <laughs> that, that would be. That would be. That would be a terrible day. Although I did read this story. I read, I don't know. Maybe you're familiar. I mean, you're, you're a frequent flyer. So maybe I'm sure you're familiar with this, but, uh, I read a story today in the Washington post about, um, people taking a bunch of flights at the end of the year in order to get their perks for the next year because they're oh, yeah. short on miles by I know. whatever. And I they know need pe- like, you know, 2000 miles or something. So they, they make like, they, they take these flights, across the country or to Europe or whatever for no reason other than to really basically rack up miles. Yeah. Um, I know some people that did that. I was tempted to do it because I'm falling short this year. But, uh, by the time I looked up flights, they were like, that wasn't worth the money. Um, but if you, and I knew I was not going to fly very as much next year. So the, I mean, cause it's definitely like flying's a lot easier when you have status. And so, um, I don't blame people that do it. Well, because the thing is, it has to be a flight that you buy because they don't give you credit for uh, if you use your points on a flight. They don't give right. you um, credit for the mile, right. like in, t- in in terms of your flyer miles, even though otherwise I would have hit it if that counted. But I didn't. Um, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure somebody I'm sure somebody somewhere decided it would be funny to rack up miles by going from Phoenix to Tacoma to Philadelphia, Atlanta and L.A. all in one day and as a little classic rock tribute to steve miller yeah i know i i know i know a coog uh named mark who you might know um he's a big sounders fan oh yeah i know mark that that uh did uh did he i I think he flew to boston and he might have done another trip to get his get that alaska mvp gold status hey i get it anyway welcome to uh flight talk with jeff and craig yeah some may call it <laughs> formerly known as podcast versus everyone. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's that's the name of the show. Well, hey, as we say, up, you'll probably hate it. We, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. What's up? I don't know. Had a how had much a, fun did you have? I had a lot of fun. I'm um, so jealous. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, uh, I was talking to Brian and and uh, his fiance and and. Um, Katie and another Katie that we were uh, doing a lot of stuff with. And, and we, um, it was just like, I, I wasn't too, and I know Brian wasn't either, but like not too bothered by the game. I don't know if it was because we were just having fun down there and like there, there just, it just, there wasn't much to bother me about it. Like I wasn't, I guess I, I had talked about it on last week that 
um, I didn't see myself getting very mad or anything if we lost. So I guess that came to fruition. Um, I thought the <laughs> the uh, Cheez-It Bowl itself was very fun to attend. It was definitely like a smaller crowd than was at the Alamo Bowl or, you know, the holiday bowls that I've been to. Um, but it, but the Cougs that were there were having fun and, and the Cheez-It Bowl with like, you know, doing Pat McAfee MCing and, and all the Cheez-It branding and the, like you could buy Cheez-Its at the uh, concession stand, which I've never seen at a football game before. Yeah. And then we, we bought the, the Cheez-It walking taco, which was real nice. It had this, this surprisingly good pulled pork in it. And, nice. uh, and then uh, the chili dog, which was, that was the disappointing item. It was just a regular, not very good chili dog with oh. like five, with like five Cheez-Its on the top. So actually we had bought uh, some bags of Cheez-Its already when we got our drinks and yeah because that's you know as as one does you 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 pair the you pair the vodka tonic with the <laughs> with the uh cheese it of course the classic pairing as anyone would tell you of course. um but so we dumped uh like you know you know cheese it's they always have the the crunched up cheese it's at the bottom like that are almost dust right and so those were perfect on top of that cheese it dot that uh cheese it chili dog like oh, I just, yeah. we just dumped those, and so we had a good time. I we were we got a selfie with uh, Pat McAfee that um, the athletic WSU athletics re- actually retweeted when Brian I tweeted saw it that. out. I so saw um, that. so we had a good time. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about what else I did that weekend, but um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure we'll get to all we'll that. We'll get but, to that. Like one of the things that I that seemed that I thought was really cool, and, and you can maybe. Um, you know, speak to this, but it sure seemed like the cheese it bowl really leaned hard into the goofiness of being a lower tier bowl, which I think is something you really have to do Absolutely. because if you, yeah, if you try to take it like to, Oh, this is a very serious word. You're in a bowl game. And it's like, bro, it's the cheese it bowl. It's like ridiculous by nature. And it seemed like, like I said, that they leaned into that. And, and it, I, I don't know, just from afar, it seemed like that was uh, a, a contributor to the to the fun that was had. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like a lot of kooks that were there took it seriously, maybe because we got that vibe from the bowl itself. Um, yeah, like McAfee had this big like pep talk right before the game over the PA about uh, or like it was a little bit into the game during like a TV timeout, like about how uh, to kickers and punters and how they're the most important and all this stuff. We're kind of joking, like probably not today, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So and obviously the the game itself, there's a lot. Uh, there was I wouldn't say there was a lot more Air Force fans, but there was a lot more Air Force fans than I thought there would be there. Um, I don't know if they were Air Force people. We t- I talked to a few, but I didn't generally ask them if they like were in the Air Force. I didn't want to sound condescending or anything. Yeah. Um, it the, a lot of the vibe from the Coug fans was like, well, we. We got lost in Air Force Academy, so we're not gonna like talk shit to the fans after the game. Like we were just kind of nice. We're like, "Hey, you you guys are eleven and two. We know that's pretty fun." <laughs> yeah, we had but, fun yeah. with that last year. It was pretty good though. We we uh, we got to see um, Anthony Gordon and his family after the game, and just oh, cool. randomly at the same place we were at, and so got to talk to Anthony Gordon's dad for a bit, and tell him you know tell him we appreciate his son and. We got to give some dap, like some fist bumps to Gordo, and no, you and didn't all walk that. up to him and say, "You know, you were really great this year. 
But you threw a few too many interceptions for my liking. No, no. Uh, no, you didn't do that? No, Not like uh, all of our other fans? Uh, BA actually just uh, gave a fist bump and said, 5,000 yards, fuck yeah, or something like that. <laughs> um, Gord, by the way, he's, I was going to say, he seems like the kind of guy who would know exactly how many yards he had. Yeah. Well, he's a, he actually seemed a bit melancholy. Um, no, I think he um, wanted to win, but. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't seem like super hyped. Um, yeah, he probably didn't want to like run into fans, but uh, but we could, we we just gave him fist bump and left him alone. That's awesome. We ended up talking to his dad, but that was cool. Uh, that probably you it's know cool. there was like a lot. We had a lot of fun. we um, we uh, uh, Emma and I um, had uh, had some drinks with Gabe Marks the night Woo! before. So like it was there was a there was a lot of coogs coog people uh, that we know um, there. Um, so but yeah there was uh, yeah I wouldn't say like it was like an overwhelming amount of coogs but it was enough to where um, you could definitely you know hang out with coogs yeah. easily the whole time. It looked um, like a hell of a time. Yeah it was yeah it was great and yeah like like you said the bowl game itself was just a uh, you know it's kind of as farcical as it should be and and uh, we had fun you know just getting hyped about Cheez-Its and, and all that. Yeah. And on the plus side, you didn't have to listen to the television broadcast. So good for you. Yeah. Have you watched, had you watch it now? That you're no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not good. Do that. Yeah. Don't I'm do not. that. If yeah. you do like watch the 60 minute version, no. turn the volume off. They probably won't make one. They, they didn't have the, they didn't make one of the Alamo bowl last year. I don't think, really? I don't think the Pac-12 network has rights to do it. Usually they do if it's with one of their partners. So like well, games that are broadcast on ESPN. Well, Alamo Fox, Bowl was but... was broadcast on ESPN. So yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was uh, the because broadcast I don't know if painful. you've noticed there was never six <laughs> there was never sixty minute that came out of the Houston game either. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I just don't think they had the they have the rights to do it. Huh. Weird. Because I know I've seen I've seen broadcasts well, well, sixty minute broadcasts of other bowl games. Well, so. you've seen sixty minute broadcasts interestingly of the sun bowl and the cbs is not a broadcast partner of pac-12 true so so maybe that's the only way they do it if they aren't a broadcast partner so i don't i don't know um but i already deleted it off my dvr i don't really care to watch it again so yeah i i don't i don't blame you because it was uh <sighs> yeah yeah not a fun it was that, that was the thing for as for as goofy as the game was and as silly as uh just sort of like um the the you know the, the the all the cheese it stuff that we've been talking about just all those things the game itself was was not the was not at all the entertaining uh slugfest that i think we kind of thought we were going to get or you know i, I don't know how to best to well, describe it but it, it definitely was not what we thought maybe we were going to get well yeah we were we were kind of thinking uh the WSU defense would give up some big plays and so yeah, um, we went. We but actually they didn't. They just nope. never stopped them. They just like or Air, Air Force only averaged uh, f- uh, five yards five and a play. A, yeah, five yards a play. And 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 that was like that's <laughs> pretty much literally what it was. Like five yards a play. Like it, <laughs> it really was. It, like it, it felt like that because they they ran uh, seventy three plays and we yeah. only we only ran fifty nine. I think or yeah, we ran fifty. Five oh. 50, 50, 50 plays, plays, yeah, 50 plays in eight drives. Yeah. So, they, so bonkers. Yeah. They, like Air Force ran the ball 69 times, only 5.4 a carry. Like the, you, I thought it might, that it might have been a little higher. Um, they, 
when they didn't make big plays in the passing game really um they had a one like first down like some first downs but like nothing uh, too explosive because no uh, not at all four of 12 with a pick and 30 yards you know yep um so that i mean sorry they had eight, 81 plays not sorry I, I was just looking at at the uh at the runs um so yeah that was it was a grinder man like but is is uh when we failed on fourth down on the on the first drive uh, ba and i looked both at each other and they said game's probably over right now <laughs> yeah that's that's what it felt like because we did they i let's see they what do we have seven seven or eight drives um, eight drives uh, they had seven real drives, I guess. Yeah, that. they had seven real drives. And so we only – they punted once and kicked a field goal once. Yeah, it, or, it was just – Or maybe they punted twice. Um, it was so hard to watch on TV. I mean, look at, at the bowl game. You know, you're hanging out with your friends. Oh, no, they had a pick, sure. and a pick and a punt. But. Yeah, they, so their drive at the end of the first half, uh, I would not consider a real drive, but that's all right. Uh, you know, it's – you know, you're there having fun with your friends and, you know, you probably had a few beverages and, you know, life was, life was pretty good. And even though it was terrible, whatever, like in your basement watching on TV as I was, it was just like, Oh my God, this is so painful. And then I had, you know, the broadcast duo of Ryan Leaf and some other chump, uh, breathlessly spouting nonsense into me, into my ears for, three hours and that wasn't great either so well yeah it just sets well it's like one of those games where uh, leech often hates on the air raid or leech um leaf yes. hates on the air raid quite a bit and it, this was pr- prime um setup for him because they're playing a, a team that runs the ball non-stop. yeah he wasn't too bad about that this time um yeah in he was you know calling for max borgie to get more runs even though he had basically nothing outside of one gain on one big gain on the first drive including he had the carries on the two biggest plays of the game yeah for them, essentially yeah and got stuff both times the first one probably i don't know like if i, if I want to give him the benefit for the doubt on the first one yeah. i go okay you know that that probably was set up like i don't know who's gonna probably make that play like he had he had two guys chasing him down and that was yeah you know he probably didn't have a lot of chance of success there the second one he just miscalculated badly. <laughs> like, like he probably had a chance to make that guy miss and instead decided, nah, I'm going to truck him. And he got st- straight up in the hole. And it was just, you know, it, it, it. And then of course, you know, air force had their uh, fourth down and they went for it and right. scored a, scored a touchdown and right over and over. Uh, well, and that was the five yards of play thing, right? Like, like yeah. you knew, they were going to get five yards on two of any four like plays in a sequence, right? And then they'd probably get a positive play on one of the other ones, and so they were probably going to get, you know, 12 to 13 yards no matter what if they were going to run three or four plays. <laughs> it's like, right. You know, about the only time that they really didn't do it is when they kind of screwed themselves. There was one drive where they got, you know, in the red zone, and then they just inexplicably threw it on, like, second down and eight or whatever it was yeah. and and put themselves in a in a hole then they had to throw on third down and you know it just was i don't know why they did that but thank you <laughs> like it was that was part of what kind of allowed us to stay in the game uh, a little bit longer but it was alas it was a mirage it was a mirage 
Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the the game was on the line on that uh, fourth and goal that they had. I believe it was from the three or four, um, and then uh, the he made the Air Force running back uh, made a nice play. The diving play did not look like a touchdown at first, and then no, it was reviewed. And yeah, no, once they showed the replay, um, it looked like he got in on the replay, but yeah, um, you know, he but, did but, get in. Yeah, sure. like he definitely stretched it out. It was a nice stretch. Um, but it, you know, you were hoping he lost the ball before he crossed, and but yeah, the, and it was funny it, 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 on the field. Like it looked like Borgie had gotten that first, like the first for the for or the second fourth down. It looked like he had gotten it. Yep. And and we all kind of assumed he did, and then it was reviewed, and and they said, or no, that it wasn't reviewed. I, I can't remember. It, it maybe it wasn't reviewed, and we were all confused. Um, but then. Um, you know, I think we were seeing on yeah in the Twitter stadium. It probably looked like he was he was past it on TV. It was like the moment it happened. It was like it opened. I think it's about a half yard. Sure. About where 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 our seats were were pretty aligned too. I was shocked like how bad how weird it yeah. looked. But you didn't have the benefit of a line on the screen. Yeah, though, we like do not have a yellow line. We're and it was like I'm looking and going. Yeah, I don't think he got to that yellow line. It and what was so weird about it is that. um you know, a lot of people I'm sure looked at, uh, the point total and went, Oh, 21 points. The offense had a really horrible day. And it was like, yeah, but they, you know, the, the fourth down runs and which was, which was a trend really of, you know, red zone problems they've had all year. Right. Where, um, and and you even, you know, I I mentioned this on Twitter, you know, you, (laughs) you let us know when we previewed this last week that, Air Force's red zone defense was really, really good, and that's sort of what they did. And sure enough, that's that's what they did to us. And yeah, because um, outside of the red zone, they WSU was just getting yeah, 10, ten yards, 10, 10, 15 yards every play. Yep. yep. And so, you know, I mean, you look at the first half. You had seventy-one first drive, eight plays, seventy-one yards, and they went, you know, sixty whatever of those yards in about five plays. Right. Right. And then second drive, 11 plays, 74 yards. Third drive was the fumble where they had the missed blocking assignment. And then, you know, Gordon was maybe not as careful with the football as he should have been while stepping up in the pocket. And then last drive of the of the half, five plays, 75 yards. You know, I mean, the offense was basically outside of a fourth down stop and a blown blocking assignment that resulted in another fluky turnover like they were doing literally whatever they wanted to do. Um, which, which is all you really want. So, you know, the offense was, was plenty good enough, but they didn't know, have the ball very much. They just didn't have the ball very much. And, because it, they, you know, you and it feels really different if, if the, if they convert those red zone chances, even if they convert one of them and you go, okay, you know, you scored four touchdowns on eight drives, like that, that's pretty good, you know, to get touchdowns on 50% of your drives, you know, that's in a normal game, that's, you know, six touchdowns. So you're talking 42 points in a normal game. So, you know, you feel pretty okay about that. Just that, you know, the defense can't stop anyone. And it seems like our fans a lot um, just kind of took it for granted that the defense was horrible and decided that the offense had to do more. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, it's like, can't we just, I I, I don't know. Like, can't we, can't we just say, yeah, I mean, they, they really, the offense really had no chance on this one uh other than scoring on five of scoring touchdowns on five of their eight drives which you know they were a whisper basically a whisper away from doing right two yards and then 
half a yard. So two and a half, they were two and a half yards away from scoring five touchdowns on their eight drives and probably winning the game. So yeah, it's, you know, it's a bummer, but it was, it was a pretty perfect microcosm of the season, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. You have this, some fans are mad because it's like a service academy and we should, we should beat them. And, but you know, air force is like we said in the SP plus rankings, they were 27th. We were 25th. Um, air force was ranked in the AP and the, and the, the coaches poll. Yep. Um, like that just because they're a service academy doesn't mean they're not good. Like they do this to a lot of teams. Um, maybe our defensive philosophy didn't work out so great because it basically allowed them to keep our offense off the field. You know, the first drive they had was 12 minutes long. And so, and that was by, by the way, it was, I've never been in a, a game. I've never watched a game in person where it's, uh, you know, it's where you're watching this triple option, just taking these small chunks down the field and it just you kind of are like because you're not like if as aware of time and score all the time as you are when you're watching on tv where it's presented in front of you constantly right. where it's just right there underneath every time right every and announcers runs. are constantly saying this they drive say, they're on the 10th play of the drive yeah, and yeah. six and a half minutes have elapsed so, so you're just like how long has this been you're like how what time did when did we turn the ball over when yeah when it like this has been so long and but, but their drive like took went over the quarter break and and all that stuff and you're just like oh, we're in for it now like we're we missed on the we don't we got zero on the first drive they got seven on the first drive there's already not very many drives left in this game because we're already in the second quarter right. <laughs> like, we've had one drive that lasted two and a half minutes and now we're already in the second quarter it's crazy yeah it was wild um the definitely the defense was like you, it's kind of funny to wish they would have just given up bigger chunks, uh, maybe gambled a little more or something. Just That's to... the thing, right? Like, like you're like, okay, you can't just let them, you know, cut you to death, death five yards at a time. It's like, like, that's what they like you, want. Exactly. And it's, you know, Alex, if, if we compare it to what Alex Grinch, his philosophy was over the years he was here, where it was like, hey, let him move the ball, wait for him to screw up tighten up in the red zone, all that kind of stuff, right? Don't give up a big play. I think that works a lot better when <laughs> when the other team's going to put the ball in the air, right? Because at some point, you know, maybe they get a zero-yard play. And that's what happened to Air Force on that one drive, right? You know, they get a zero-yard play, and all yeah. of a sudden they're completely out of whack. You know, waiting for a, a service academy to make a mistake is kind of a stupid <laughs> stupid strategy yeah like and they did make some mistakes they made a couple like and 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 they paid for them right in the second half they they had some drives stall out because of a couple of penalties and you know so i I guess maybe that was the idea but but thinking that that was going to happen often enough to warrant just letting them have five yards at a time every play almost was like that was a very strange it was a very strange idea. And, you know, I understand there's maybe only so many things you can do to sell out for negative plays, but you know, I, I think after the first drive, it was like, yeah, you know, like scrap that thing and, you know, sell out, get some negative plays. And, you know, if you give up a big one, whatever, but you know, you put them in a hole and you can change things, you know, like even just all it takes is one 
ne- big negative play, as we saw in the second half, right? Like one big negative play changes their entire calculus. So I was I was surprised that we didn't um, do more to try and cause that to happen. I understand that's not a real, you know, sound philosophy against the triple option because you're going to give up some big plays doing that. Um, they'll find the holes and, you know, you'll get gashed. But, uh, you know, if the alternative is five yards at a time marching up and down the field all night, um, and particularly when you have an explosive offense, you know, and I understand, like, there, there's an argument to be made that, well, if we had gotten more possessions, they would have just gotten more possessions, which is true. But, you know, it, in some ways, as we've seen this year with the offense, because it's prone to making mistakes um, and, and sort of killing themselves like that fumble or, or whatever, uh, you know, having more bites at the apple, I think, is more beneficial to our offense than it is to other offenses, if that kind of makes sense. And so, you know, if we had somehow got even if we had given up big plays on a couple more drives, you know, maybe we get a couple more touchdowns. Maybe they don't. I, I just I don't know. Like, I think I think we maybe have a chance if uh, if we do that. Anyway, I just I think the philosophy was all wrong. I think you've got a I think you've got a pair a high variance philosophy with our offense. Uh, and that's what, you know, Grinch kind of did. I, I understand. I, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth on that one, but, uh, but definitely turnovers were prioritized. Negative plays were prioritized under Grinch. Um, they just played soft on the back end. Um, so, you know, it's also I, I a think, bit of a, it's a bit of a rough week to talk about Alex. Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, come on, <laughs> like, like it doesn't matter who LSU is going to play. I mean, LSU is going to do that to Clemson. It doesn't even matter. Like, like they're going to LSU. Yeah, it, it didn't. It would not matter who the defensive coordinator was in that game, man. But at any rate, it's, you know, it was disappointing that the defensive philosophy was what it was. I, by the way, just speaking to something else you, you kind of said about, um, you know, maybe people feeling like, oh, it's a service academy. We ought to be able to, you know, do whatever. I mean, all over Twitter, you probably weren't on Twitter a whole lot during the game, but all over Twitter no. was like, they're just running the ball, make an adjustment and stop them. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's not, my well, it's God. the triple option. But. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and maybe their game plan was bad. There, there were enough like high school coaches out there being like, no, their game plan is bad against this. Okay, fine. But at the same time, if it were that easy to stop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they wouldn't run it. And uh, if it were that easy to stop, you know, Paul Johnson wouldn't have run it to pretty good effect at, at Georgia Tech. I mean, you know, it's it's not that easy to stop. What was more discouraging to me was the was the I, the fact that it looked like their athletes on offense were um, as good or better than our athletes on defense, and that's that's a pretty discouraging thing. Like that last touchdown, the dude basically outran you know three guys who were in pretty good position to make the stop. You know, outran him to the corner, and you know that's the sort of thing that just doesn't make you feel great about. Um, you know, next year, because it's not like they're going to get more athletic in the off season. Yeah. The, you know, that, that, that fourth down touchdown that basically iced the game, uh, it looked like they had him, they hadn't, they had him beat. Yep. Um, but they just let the guy beat him to the corner. And, yep. Um, they, and they all, you know, I mean, obviously there are lots of times this year when the defense took, you know, bad angles and you go, okay, well, you know, bad angle. Uh, they all looked like they were in position and they all took, you know, what seemed to be reasonable angles and they just, they just got beat, <laughs> you know, they just got beat by a running back for a service Academy. And that's like, that is frustrating as hell, you know, and then watching our linebackers just get trucked repeatedly and drug on a dive. Like I'm just, yeah, that stuff just doesn't think, make me I, feel I, great. I honestly think that uh, air force could have ran fullback dive all day. Pretty much. Um, and uh, won that game just as easily. Yeah. <laughs> they dealt with it a little better in the second half. I yeah. thought, um, but, but yeah, it you know, 
that's what was discouraging to me was because, you know, you're always kind of thinking, what does this mean for next year? And, and obviously scheme doesn't mean anything. We're going to have a different, at least I, I pray to God, we're going to have a different defensive coordinator. Um, but, you know, just kind of looking at the athletes and just going like, oh, man, we just are not we are not there. Although I will say this, did, um, did you guys take notice of, uh, Lamont McDougal and what he did? Cause he yeah, had a hell of a game. Definitely did. Uh, he, he, he was very, he was disruptive at times. Yep. Definitely the guy that we thought we were, we hoped we were getting. Um, and he, he's been showing that in spurts occasionally, but he showed it a few more times, um, against air force. So, um, I don't know if it was just nicer cause he was playing against some smaller offensive linemen or what, but, um hopefully that that was a you know good sign for next year maybe he's got, finally got his kind of feet under him and he can he can start making plays i hope so i i think maybe they kind of turned him loose and said hey you know penetrate and disrupt <laughs> you know just go go to a gap and attack and try and disrupt and maybe that's where they were you know trying to or trying to shoot for their negative plays or trying to force the ball you know, out of the, uh, out of the dive or something, but yeah, it was, he was encouraging. He was encouraging. Um, I think the defensive line has potential, um, Ron stone, I thought had a pretty nice game. Uh, so, you know, I think the defensive line's got some potential. I'm still not just, feeling great about Just it. remember, we have to put all of our, all of our predictions for next year have to be based on how each and every player that's coming back played in this one. That's game. right. Cause bowl games bowl are game very important. important. And, and <laughs> we'll talk, you're talking about not, not having to listen to the broadcast is nice because uh, the bowl games, uh, because it's like this selling point thing, like the, every broadcast team just goes over the top and promoting the teams yeah and, and promoting the importance of this game. Oh yeah. Like, and it's very and important. It's, you know, I was watching uh, seven and five Louisville beat six and six Mississippi State, and I mm. know that Louisville only won two games last year, and it's big deal. Big jumping off just, point. They're just talking about how this game proves that they're headed in the right direction, and right. like, okay, so they beat another six and six team. Like, how many other yeah. six and six teams did they beat this year? <laughs> like, how many? They've other got all their ACC momentum. Teams? Yeah, like, okay, so they prove they can beat another six and six team. Like, this is not it's just because it has yeah. bowl attached to it doesn't mean it's important momentum um, for 2020 craig yeah yeah there's 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 two bowls are we you could say all the new year's six bowls you know we like to take seriously just because they're they're spectacles and and big matchups unless it's you know the second place acc team getting into one of them but right. um but it's it, other than that like if you're in the cheese it bowl or the music city bowl or whatever, just take it for what it's worth. Like, and, and yeah. definitely like for WSU, uh, we were in the worst bowl in our pecking order and the air force was in the second best bowl in their pecking order. So it is a much like it comes in. Like I know the players part thing is just as big a deal, but but I don't know if like the the players do like if when they played in the Alamo Bowl last year, which is very clearly a more a bigger deal. It was played in front of sixty thousand people in a in the Alamo Dome, and like, but this is this is played in a baseball stadium, which already kind of, you know, you're kind of like okay, like you get in there and you see the foul poles. That was kind of wild, and yeah, um, the giant cheese box or whatever, which wasn't as giant as you would hope, but. Um, but yeah, it was just like it's just like it's the Cheez It Bowl. I don't know how mad I can get about this 
and I don't know what I can take. We're not going to play another triple option team this next year. Like, so I don't know what else, what I can take away from that. Yeah. Like you said, we should have a different defensive coordinator. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, take, take we're going to have a different quarterback. We're going to have a different quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna have two two new outside receivers um, a couple of new linemen a, a new and we're gonna lose in the top receiver as well um so i don't know like brandon arcanado had 167 yards or whatever yeah so, uh, but, I mean, but also so me- anthony garden was his favorite target so i mean they're, they're leaving together so it's or it was this anthony gordon's favorite target so yeah i don't know what else jameer calvin's coming back next year so we hope. I don't know what like that's what can you <laughs> I know hopefully hopefully I hope uh, I hope um but yeah just I don't know like again it's just like you can't read no like th- this is these aren't like the state of program defining games no. that uh the broadcasts and the bowl promoters will want yes. you to believe and again that was part of what it was refreshing about the cheese bowl is they I don't know how what it was like in the broadcast but in person it was like this is not I, it's because it's the same people that promote the Fiesta Bowl, so they they know they have this important one, so this, you know that yeah. they have this other one that's just just for fun, and and it is, right. and so they make it fun. Um, but yeah, this is not this is not program defining when you lose to a service no. academy in in no. a low 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 tier bowl. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean it sucks. Like yeah, it you does know. suck. Winning winning is always better. Yeah, and, like and, you want to win. It would have been way more fun if WSU had more possessions, and it would be yeah. way more fun if they converted those fourth downs. And yeah, and and and, and, and you know, I mean, it would have been more fun if they got that stop at the end, and they would have had a chance to go like ninety-two yards or you know ninety-nine yards to win the game. Like that, that those are more fun outcomes. But but uh, it it did didn't happen, so I get it. Like you're bummed. But um, there's nothing that can be said about the program. Like we pretty much that we didn't already know about it going into this game. Yeah. It's, you know, you don't, you just don't make grand proclamations from, from this stuff and, you know, putting too much into it. Is, it, it no, it's, I think we should recruit air force kids better. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should recruit, look at who air force is recruiting. We got to build Stop. up our RO. We got to build up our uh, ROTC program. <laughs> Let's stop recruiting Washington and start recruiting Air Force kids. That's let's I'm just find about. whoever Air Force has on their radar. That's right. And, just and let's offer those guys. It. Offer those yeah. guys. Yeah. I, you know, the players obviously want to win. It means a lot to them. I mean, like last year we saw, you know, the Alamo Bowl. I mean, they obviously were very excited, you know, to win that game. And, and that was also as a they different. Be, so they knew they were setting a, a record, a school record, right, if they won that right. game. So all of those things. But, you know, I mean, you said you saw, you know, Gordon later and, you know, he was subdued. I mean, they want to win. They really want to win. You know, okay, so great. But from a fan perspective, like, you know, I mean, we've we've watched bowl games for long enough to know that at least every fan should know that these games are just not they're not predictive at all. They don't, they don't tell you anything. They don't show you anything. They are weird one-off games in which everything is different than what it normally is. The practice schedules, the travel schedules, all the stuff that goes around the game, the opponents are unfamiliar, man. Like 
the coaches, like, like half the time they're having practices and like all the coaches aren't even there. Like they're out recruiting and stuff. Like it's, it's the yeah. whole thing is just, it's weird. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, especially and, with the, the middle of December signing day yeah. thing. Now, and so you so. never know what, how the team's going to respond. You just, you just don't. Now, I don't know. Maybe you can read something into the fact that we seem to, you know, play badly most of the time in bowl games I you know maybe you can read something into that I don't know but um you know I kind of look and go well you know if we win that first uh New Mexico bowl you know all of a sudden the bowl record doesn't look quite as bad like I I don't know it's it's again you can talk yourself into circles trying to trying to reason it and it's yeah best just not to I, I of course like immediately on on like diehard Cougs or whatever on Facebook, like uh-huh. I was looking on Facebook and saw someone immediately. I knew, I knew it was coming like, uh, uh, leeches, uh, one and whatever in apple cups and two and whatever in bowl games. And, and, and I'm like, well, I know that those are probably the only two games you pay attention to right, all year. Right. So I, I mean, I guess if that's your barometer for the program, then we are, this is terrible. Like yeah. every game Program's you watch, in terrible we, shape. almost every game you, we watch, you lose, <laughs> you watch, they lose. If those are right. the only games you pay attention to, right. it would not be fun. Like you, you would just watch us lose to, to Minnesota and Colorado state and air force and, uh, Michigan and whoever State. else, Michigan State. Like, <laughs> let's just but, let's just run through them all. Let's just yeah. run through them all. But you but, would also watch us beat Miami and beat Iowa State, which yeah. also, if you were at the Alamo Bowl, beating Iowa State got way more fun once you interacted yeah. with once once there was <laughs> sixty thousand of their fans and ten thousand of yours. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, so but it's it's yeah. If and I think that there there is a not insignificant portion of the fan base that only pays attention to the apple cup and, and, yeah, and then the, I think that's the subsequent bowl game so that's a lot they, they tease those two games in, in the last two months of the year and then uh they're like they just get frustrated and it's okay watch more games then we've won uh 45 games in that stretch so uh, just yeah. watch more games yeah so and uh you know the offense was was fun to watch this year, even as the the defense was a total train wreck. And well, that was that was, again. That was the bummer is that we didn't get to yeah. watch the offense that much in this game, which yeah, was directly that, related to the defense. So it was a major bummer. Like the offense, like barely had any chances to do Gordon, anything. Gordon had what we we said eight drives, and yeah. he still he still threw for he's still for fifty one yards. yards. I know. Yeah, so it that's like bonkers. he's he's like at forty five yards. Uh, uh, almost forty-five yards. Um, a drive passing, because we're like, and so if if you put that out to like twelve, like twelve, that's he's going over five hundred easy. Uh, or I'm sorry, he's going what is it, twelve times forty, whatever. I, I don't feel like doing the math, but uh, yeah, he's going like five forty. Like, and so yeah, he he's putting up gaudy numbers if he has more drives. Well, he was he at eight point four yards per attempt. Which is yeah, which is pretty much what he's been on all year. Is so, really good, <laughs> yeah. Like really, really, really good. Yeah, um, people appreciate that yards per attempt number as much as they should because compared to compared to uh, past quarterbacks, it's quite a bit better. Even the the better ones, Minshew and Holiday. He was a so. full yard better than Minshew was last year, over the course of this season. Yeah, which is wild. Um, I I I kind of I have I kind of thought. Mike Leach's version of the air raid had reached a point to where it, people are used to it enough that it couldn't be that explosive anymore. 
Um, yeah. But maybe it can because um, it was this year. Um, so yeah, here, so. what I would like for us to do, I, I I would like to have just a conversation about Gordon after the break. Is that cool? Yeah, sure. And talk about his place and how, like, just how good the season was and all that yeah. stuff. Okay, cool. And we're back. Whew, buy that thing or subscribe to that thing. Yeah, do all of that. Yeah. So, okay. So here, here's what I'm thinking. And the reason why is because, uh, there, there's, I, I got a little salty with some fans, probably more salty than I should have, uh, in our comments section. Um, but you know, I mean, honestly, like it's, it, I'm, I'm kind of tired of people crapping on Anthony Gordon, like, and that seems to happen a lot in our comment section. And I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to kind of figure out why, um, after such a historic season, I, I think it really just boils down to they didn't win enough games overall. But like I've obviously and buying into the, the and buying into the belief that the air raid is plug and play. Yeah, like and it doesn't matter idea, who you are. It doesn't matter who you put back there. Um, but I, I think you know, obviously, you're on the same page with me that it's not plug and play, at least in the sense that the way people are thinking of it. Yes, like, like if you're any kind of competent, you're gonna throw for like four thousand yards, right? Like that's okay. Like, like that's that's probably the the baseline for evaluation. Uh, he threw for fifty six hundred, and threw for damn near fifty touchdowns, and you know placed fifth. and And it's not like he was just doing it on volume of pass attempts. Um, and by the way, that was kind of what, uh, you know, what Connor Halliday was doing back in twenty fourteen. Like he was throwing the ball at a rate that like Gordon didn't throw at. Like, like he was just you know like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of passes, and the the yards per attempt were. Um, we're, you know, a little bit suppressed because of that. Um, you know, Gordon, as I mentioned, Gordon's yard per attempt was a full, a full yard better than what Minshew did last year, which is really kind of amazing. Um, so I don't know, like kind of, kind of what's your take on that whole, you know, just kind of this desire to put down this, this season that, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, it's funny. Um, when we were, um, talking to his dad, basically we were like, we just want you to know we like at least the you know the four of us appreciate what he did um it it's not his fault that the team didn't win as many games like uh you know if 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 we have the defense if wc has the same defense as they did in in 2018 yep uh the win total is probably the same this year because because you're not you, you can just look at multiple games on the schedule that would go different you get ucla arizona state oregon uh uh and like there's even utah would have been much closer uh wsu would have had more possessions in that game would have scored had more chances to score uh because they're they wouldn't be giving up the same long drives like they were against air force um there's just multiple like there's almost every loss outside of the apple cup but and even Utah. Apple Cup, well, even well, even Apple Cup in Utah, if if we have if there's a better defense, if there's last year's defense, there's a chance they're holding those two teams in the twenties, and WSU is getting maybe more possessions on offense and having more chances to score and maybe. potentially and or maybe not having to be more desperate later in the game trying to catch up. 
Um, you, I, they probably still lose those two games, but out, the other rest of them, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, even the Cal one, I could see if it because the, the defense got absolutely shredded by a hor- horrible, horrible quarterback in that game. Right. And I do not see Jalen Thompson and and Peyton Pallor and the rest of that team letting that happen right um so maybe just scoring because last year 19 points was enough to beat cal this year 20 wasn't so right um it's it's uh it's it's frustrating i and people just they won't it's it's weird that it just seems people won't admit it that the the overall record impacts their their ability to evaluate the quarterback yeah and and they and there's there's the the lore of Gardner Minshew's ability to come back late in games, but Anthony Gordon scored to take the lead against Oregon with a minute left. Yep. Um, you should and win against that game. Arizona State. And against Arizona State, he scored to take the lead <laughs> with three minutes left. Like those, like what? It, it, was it his fault? The defense, like uh, the defense last year, made stops after taking the after yep. WSU take the lead and. And yep. uh, so it, they made a stop against Cal. There, I mean, there was only. Th- I get. I, I guess is Gordon was. Did he run the offense too well? So that the that that score against Oregon, they scored oh, yeah. fast. Oh, that is still a thing. I I I learned today that that is still a thing. That Gordon should have had better time management on that. And I'm just like, fuck that, dude. Like that is just so. That is, you know, and I said this on a comment, that to me is one of the most unfair criticisms I have ever heard about any player ever. And and I I try not to be hyperbolic. Like, I try not to be like, oh, this is the big, you know, whatever. Like, no, like, like really, like that is literally one of the most unfair things I've ever heard. That, that, oh, they scored too quickly. Like he's like one time he snapped the ball maybe 10 seconds before you would have preferred. Like, like that's like, that's your criticism and you're going to blame the loss on him or your, or, or on some level. Well, he should have known his defense was ter- like, are you serious? Like, it just like when you say that it's like, uh, of course, then. So we agree then the defense is terrible. Oregon should yeah, never even made like- it to 37 points in that game. That last drive, if the defense was last year's defense, they wouldn't have needed that last like drive like you're really going to tell me that you're going to criticize a guy for scoring with less than a minute left in the game and and somehow it's his fault that they end up losing the game like like it, i get all worked up all over again cuz it's just it's silly and and in that particular argument too um the guy was like oh yeah it's you know if i'm if i'm if i need a touchdown at the end of the game and i'm choosing a quarterback i'm and he made a list and gordon was like fourth and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like which if honestly the, like if it's the not defense... that bad because the other guys were like Minshew and and Holiday and and 2015 and Falk. Falk right so, yeah fine like whatever um those it's like 1A and 1B and 1C although I don't know what Holiday did so much to deserve I I don't either <laughs> like the late the late game winning he, he did it against Utah and that was that yeah. was it I don't like. I mean, again, like, it, that wasn't Holiday. He fault. lost like, that he, game against. He lost that game against Cal. What a choker! Yeah, I, I don't um, know. But, uh, it's it, it's just it's crazy to me because like if the defense could have done anything, he would have had four come from behind fourth quarter wins this year. And then he's the is he the greatest fourth quarter quarterback of all time? Like you know, is that how it works? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's so faulty and it's so flawed and it, and it's so frustrating. Like. It's, it's okay to say 
that he had an amazing season and the team was disappointing. Like both of these things can be true. And there's this obsession with like, well, only one thing can be true. Like, well, Gordon threw too many interceptions. Therefore he wasn't, he was just average. Like, like there were like multiple people who said average. And I'm just like, Oh my God, my head is going to explode. Yeah, there was nothing average. Like we just, there was said nothing about the average about this season at all. Like, you want to go and compare him to Minshew last year. Okay. You want to say that Minshew had a better season. I I, I mean, I guess I can. I, okay. Like, like because obviously the, they his, won more games. His mobility, um, his mobility possibly. was his ability exceptional. to avoid sacks and, and turn the ball over less. Right. Would, he took better care the of the ball. Argument. Yeah. 100%. So, okay. So those things I understand. Um, Gordon was also a far, far, far superior passer. Like, like, like it's not even debatable. Like, so if you, if you want to argue the ability to pass, like Gordon is the superior passer, like by any metric, any metric that you want yards per attempt, overall yards, completion percentage, touchdowns. Yeah. He had more interceptions. Okay. He threw interceptions on, you know, two and a half percent of passes instead of one and a half percent of passes. Like, you know like Minshew did. Okay, fine. But like every other thing says that actually it was more effective, even with the increased turnovers, it was more effective because of the explosiveness of the offense. So, okay, you want to do that. That's fine. But it's like, like it doesn't have to be, well, he was average. Like, like why can't it be, he had this amazing season and I didn't particularly care for the turnovers, which I thought, you know, held the offense back a little. I mean, you can have a reasonable conversation there, but to be like, you know, to, to denigrate the kids season because the defense was such hot trash that they could only win six games. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like I'll never, I'll never quite understand the need to, to trash on a guy, um, or to pick a villain, I guess. Um, and I guess that gets invited when you're an air raid quarterback, but it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that the need to have a, to have a scapegoat, to have a villain, um, especially when by any objective measure, he had a really, you know, amazing season. And if you didn't like his season, um, you, you either think wins are a great metric for evaluating quarterbacks and they're not, it's a stupid way to evaluate quarterbacks, or you just hate the air raid to begin with. And I think there's probably plenty of people in both of those camps, um, and, and to be honest, anybody espousing either of those theories for evaluating a quarterback is going to get nothing but ridicule from me. And, and I, and I, I make no apologies for that because I think that's insane. And, and I think people need to be better than that. Yep. Um, I, I was, uh, I'm glad I got to at least, uh, you know, I, I, in my, the one second I got to talk to him, I just said, thanks for sticking around and gave him a fist bump. And, um, because I, you know, I know he sees this stuff in some way or a way the, the things that people say, like yep. I, these are kids, they look it up like, so, um, and so it's just, it sucks that, you know, um, people just have that. Um, and I'm sure to the, to, to a point, like a competitive guy like him probably does take some responsibility for losses more than, like more yeah. than we would, than you and I would ascribe sure. to him. But that's that's part of being a teammate. We are not their but teammate. But that's his job. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, his not, job. That's not the fans. We're just job. here. We're just we're just here to you know analyze things and 
And, and I get that there's it obviously in any sport, the fans always love the players that are on the good team better. Sure. So like, there's, there's like bat, like, like who didn't love Steve Scheffler on the Sonics in the nineties. <laughs> That's a good pull right there. But Steve Scheffler was trash and never played, but everyone knew who he was. You could not name the 12th person on the team in the early 2000s after Peyton left and they were garbage and, right. and, or right before they left. But everyone knew all those players because the teams were good. And so it's the same thing. And obviously for WSU, um, your favorite players are always pulled. Like, like we all love Gardner Minshew because last year was so much fun. Yeah. And he was fun with us. And, and, and I mean, we can say probably the, the personality is part of it too with Gordon because he's not Gardner Minshew. So he follows that up. If he follows Luke Falk up, no one knows the difference. Like sure. we'd probably say, oh man, this guy's got more personality than our last quarterback. But now you get, you know, Gardner Minshew is his, he's go, you go from like the most, most bombastic guy we've right. had playing quarterback and, you know, probably since holiday. And then, uh, but it, but it was paired with a, a huge winning season and kind of this flash in the pan. And we, when we desperately needed, you know, someone to kind of come in and give us some healing. So it was just so perfectly timed. But Gordon didn't have that. Gordon got to follow up that. And so he he so I've seen people talk about his man, you know, much like his mannerisms and his personality. So, oh, yeah, um, I, I'm just making more and more references. But now let's look at when Clay Thompson was in college. Yep, that was I'm the one so, that came to mind for me, for sure. I'm so glad all of you WSU fans fucking love him now, because guess yeah. what? We we ran a WSU blog back then. And I know you all fucking <laughs> yes. didn't like him when he was at WSU because <laughs> we didn't win. Like, 100%. I know. I remember. We so were, I'm glad you love receipts. him now. We got the receipts, man. If we if we like, dug back into some of those posts and people talking about Clay's pouty, his pouty face, pouty face, his pouty face and his body language. Oh my god! I oh my god! So, so I was having I was having flashbacks this season. The way people talk about Gordon, like it was just like yeah. Oh, oh Gordon god. got a personal foul that one time, and people freak out. Like oh, I don't like his attitude. He gets a guy's face. Like, like people allowed so many other things that had nothing to do with his actual play to color their evaluation of his actual play. And that's the part that gets frustrating to me is like, okay, fine. You want to have a good faith argument statistically, whatever results, et cetera. Fine. Um, about the things that are in his control. Fine. Like you want to talk about, you know, his body language and how he, you know, got in a defender's face that one time. And like, it just like, come on. Like those things don't actually matter. You know, and, and here's the other thing. If you take this season and last season and, and just like as a weird thought exercise, flip flop them. So let's say Gordon's season comes last year and Minshew's season comes this year, right? Like Gordon gets looked at completely differently, right? Absolutely. Like, like, like following on the heels of, you know, 2017 Falk, which was, you know, probably, I I think, you know, we, we would all agree maybe the worst definitely the worst of his three seasons, but the worst air raid season since like maybe, you know, Connor Halliday's first year starting in 2013. Like that was, I went back and looked at some of that. He, do you realize he threw 22 interceptions in 2013, 22 damn interceptions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just like, it, you and know, went to a bowl game <laughs> and we went to a bowl game, which we lost, but you know, whatever. Um, you know, if you flip flop them, it's, I, I think you're right. I think you're onto something that coming on the heels of Minshew and Minshew has, uh, you know, I don't know to put it, 
like, like I don't really know how to put this other than, you know, Minshew is the kind of guy that old white people love, right? Cause he's, he's respectful. He's the gentleman. He does it the right way. He's gritty, you know, all of those things. Right. You know, and Anthony Gordon, maybe, you know, talking a little trash is, well, let me clutch my pearls for a sec. You know, I mean, it's, I think there's probably some of that too, that, you know, with coming on the heels of, of Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, didn't really do him any favors. But the other thing he didn't do him any favors, by the way, when I was digging into this was uh, the rushing attack being substantially worse this year. Um, and that's, you know, I, I haven't dug too deep into it. Um, I, I kind of started taking a few. Are you trying things. to speak ill of Max Borgie? Oh, God. It's not not Borgie specifically, just the you know, the line that was in front of him, probably like, like, I think the offensive line wasn't very good. Um, people talk about the red zone. Oh, that was another comment. Oh, I don't like his next came up for a few different people. I didn't like his, I didn't like Gordon's red zone decisions. Well, you know what? Anthony Gordon also had a terrible red zone rushing attack. And, and look, maybe, you know, I don't know. Mike Leach could tell me this, you know, maybe there was, maybe Gordon was checking into bad runs. So that's entirely possible. I don't know this for sure because I don't know it well enough. But here's what I do know. Last year, we scored 22, 22 red zone rushing touchdowns. Uh, inside the 20, they averaged three and a half yards per carry. Now, that yards per carry is obviously going to get suppressed because some of those carries are one yard, two yard runs. Right. Some of those carries are very short. Right. Okay. This year, they had 10 red zone rushing touchdowns for an average yardage per carry of 1.7. The touchdowns were 1.7 or just, they just were all, just all of every, all carries, every rush, all so carries inside the 20, all carries you, inside the 20 went for an average of 1.7 yards. Is that running back carries? Only now that would include, that would include sacks. So I don't know. Again, I haven't, I haven't completely parsed this out, but, um, but to me just it, first blush you know that says not blocked very well you know the that's that's the difference you know and then you eliminate booby right you know you take uh, your other red zone weapon out of there um you know it just it, it gets more difficult so anyway i, I just think he so didn't i can tell have... so actually here i'll tell you okay. uh, max borgie averaged 2.33 yards a carry in the red zone this year Last year, Max Borgie averaged 4.29 yards a yeah. carry. In the so there zone. you go. And that's that's probably as good of an apples-to-apples apples comparison as you're going to get. Um, and, and that's, you know, to me, that that that's just that's an offensive line issue. Like Max Borgie, who looked like a better player this year. Yeah. Like he just looked like he had more another, you know, more tools in the box. Yep. Averages two yards less a carry in the red zone. Yep. Um, that's putting you in tougher situations, tougher passing situations. Yep. And, you know, and it's forcing you to hit, you know, hit tight windows. And Yep. And Gordon threw, so Gordon threw 20 more pass attempts in the red zone than Minshew did and had seven more touchdowns and one more interception. Now his, um, and maybe this is where people, uh, you know, maybe this is what they're remembering. So his completion percentage in the red zone was actually like 57%. So really low, um, which, you know, says that obviously there were a lot of incompletions in there more than you would expect. So, you know, and that sort of jives with kind of what, you know, what we saw a lot of times where maybe, you know, first down incompletion, second down incompletion, maybe get the touchdown on third down, right? sort of deal, um, which I think it feels like that happened quite a bit. I, I, I you know, that's purely yeah, anecdotal, but Minshew's was actually 
68.9%. Right. Or 69%. And I feel like a lot of Minshew's um, came from his ability to extend a play and and the threat of him being able to run. Like teams knew that he could tuck it and go. And I feel like he got more than a few touchdowns. Um, And again, this is purely anecdotal. So I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it felt like he got more than a few touchdowns where, um, where he scrambled, where he, you know, looked like he might run and, you know, just kind of flipped the ball to somebody, um, you know, that sort of thing. Gordon obviously didn't have that benefit because he wasn't, wasn't that mobile. So uh, yeah, he just, you know, he didn't have maybe the same, uh, the same kind of tools to work with that, um, you know, that Minshew did in a lot of ways, particularly in a running attack and yet, um, had a, you know, historic passing season. So, um, he deserves all the kudos. Uh, you know, if you prefer, if Minshew was more your, uh, more your flavor, then I won't, I won't begrudge you that. But, um, if, uh, if your conclusion is that he was average or above average, um, you are out of your damn mind and you don't know what you're talking about. So there you go. All right. Should we take another break and then talk some hoops? I want to. I want to talk about. You want to talk about weekend, but whatever. The rest of your weekend. I didn't know you had wanted to go on a thirty-minute rant. Yeah, sorry, I kind of hijacked that, didn't I? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll talk about what you want to talk about. How about that? All right. I want to talk about myself. Good. All right, we're back. Craig, what did you do with the rest of your time in Phoenix? Well, I wanted to talk about the beer I'm drinking because oh, it's yeah, something to specifically that. do with that. Okay. Um, so I'm drinking a, a beer called Cold Boy Wally, which, which I tweeted it out um, from uh, Ren House Brewing. Um, Phoenix was actually, you know, I had I had nothing to, uh, I, I had no uh, kind of assessment of Phoenix, um, but I had fun. You know, I found Ren House Brewing was great. Uh, we went there. I went there with some friends the first night I got in before the uh, Coog party. And, um, we just basically were, they had a bunch of kind of barrel aged stuff that they had, you could buy for on premise. And then we, they had like a bunch of Pilsner. So I was trying, trying like kind of wide variety of things from them and they were, uh, very good. Um, so yeah, they, uh, and then the next day, uh, before the game, I was actually able to go up there and, uh, share some, share some beers with, uh, Preston, the brewer owner. Um, and he was really nice. Uh, they ended up getting slammed, so I probably didn't get to hang out with him as much, but he was really nice, and uh, I knew he was a big Barley Wine fan, and so I um, brought some uh, Pacific Northwest Barley Wines to share with him, and he was digging that. I actually heard about this brewery on a, on a beer podcast called Mont Couture I listened to, so we chatted about that a bit, and they seemed like real down-to-earth people. Um, uh, I did run into someone who said they – came to this brewery because of my recommendation on the podcast. So that made me feel pretty happy um, as I was sitting there drinking uh, all day before the game. Um, so that made me feel pretty good. Um, but so, yeah, um, if we're, uh, if you ever head down to, uh, you know, Tucson or Tempe and you want to uh, make your way over to Phoenix, uh, I, you know, recommend checking out Ren House. But yeah, uh, the, the real thing um, or are you drinking a beer, Jeff? I had one earlier tonight. I'm not having one right now, but I did have a Meowza double IPA from, uh, from Georgetown. Cause I stopped by Georgetown over the weekend. So that was good. So I had that. Excellent. All right. Beer. Yeah. I've had, I've had that one. 
Pretty yeah. damn good. They, uh, oh, they, oh, by the way, uh, the one I was drinking, it's a triple IPA with lactose in it. This, mm. it's It's got a cute dog on the label, and apparently Wally is like one of the brewery person's dogs, and they... That's kind of their. They make this triple IBA and they make variants out off of it, and they um, they always call it Wally or something. So, yeah, it's I that was cool. I was pleasantly was surprised good. to find out that the Meowza was was canned. I hadn't seen it canned before. You probably have, but I had not. Well, they they had their first canning run a couple months ago. I know I brought some to some tailgates. Um, but so yeah, they they it's not a. It's not an old thing. It's uh, probably okay. just it's probably their only their second canning. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I haven't I hadn't seen it around, but I also don't frequent a ton of like you know beer stores that would carry something a little more obscure like that. Not that it's super obscure, but a little bit. Also picked up uh, their barrel aged porter, which I have not drank yet. Maybe I'll drink it on New Year's Day. I don't know. Anyway, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. We got uh, Sarah and I went. Uh, Went up to Seattle. We we had our anniversary last week, so we spent some time hanging out. We went up. We went to a a seltzery. We went to the San yeah. Juan Seltzery in Seattle, which was I don't know Sel- whatever. Seltzer apparently thing. seltzers are great. It actually is really great for Sarah because they're gluten free, and uh, that's that was really nice for her to be able to drink something that was gluten free. So yeah, everyone's digging the seltzers right yeah. now. Yeah, the food, by the way, was really, really good. So they, uh, I'm trying to remember who the. Mm, now maybe it'll come to me, but anyway, the, the kitchen that they have there that they've they've partnered with uh, was was really really good. The food was great. So if you're into seltzers and good food, I can I can recommend San Juan Seltzery in Seattle. The Rainier Cherry was uh, my favorite flavor. I have heard people love that flavor. It's good. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Now I I basically was just sipping on them while having my body, but <laughs> but I did taste it. It was pretty good. Did not like the watermelon. I thought it tasted like biting into a, a watermelon rind. I thought that was gross. We'll, we'll have to do some seltzers in a like a Hot summer podcast. Talk. Or yeah, something. we should do that. We should do that. Hot seltzer talk. Because there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. So. It's true. It's one hundred percent true. <laughs> But what I know else they've did done you some do on hot your trip? Talk. They did what some else? hot seltzer talk on uh, on Saturday. On the cast, Saturday so. cast, they did. So maybe I don't know. Are we encroaching? I, that... I don't want to encroach on their game. We gotta be. Yeah, we gotta be careful. They're definitely more better experts than I am. So, dude, like you've got to talk about the Fiesta Bowl. Like this is yeah. what I want to hear. So it's kind of funny. Like we uh, we floated the idea among our friends. I can't remember who did. Maybe it was Brian or or. Uh, someone else that you know maybe we should do this and and once we kind of committed to it i got kept just kept getting more excited to the point where i was more looking forward to that than the wcu game um but yeah it was it was wild so i don't know if you uh went to like a cardinals away game but like there's um like that stadium is weird like it's just kind of out and then they have uh just like a mall basically they built next to it like an outdoor mall with like a ton of restaurants and stuff and those it was just completely packed and um we were able to eventually find one but we saw a few more few other kooks coming in we thought that was cool um but we got some pretty good seats uh, on the in the lower level and in the clemson section um even though there was two ohio state guys right next to us it was like 70 30 ohio state so there was a lot of ohio state people in the clemson sections um Clemson's just too tired of going to the college football playoff at this point. I guess. They just knew they were going to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're, they, sa- yeah, they're just, we're yeah, saving we're up going, for New Orleans. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, if you yeah. had your choice, uh, definitely. <laughs> so, so yeah. if in in New Orleans, if you win the national championship, you could drink just, and they could never stop you. It's just twenty four hour days, twenty four hours a there. day. Um, yeah, so it was it was amazing. Like it was, you're just go in, you're hoping you see something cool, you see a good game or whatever. But it was such a wild game, and the atmosphere was so cool just because of that. Um, the Ohio State fans were getting real salty, and and the Clemson fans were just, uh, you know, because their team came back, were like pretty overjoyed, and um, it, it was just a lot of fun. Like we were, we were really into it. We were having a great time. We were jumping around and you know on the big plays like Trevor Lawrence's crazy ridiculous run, ridiculous run, which it was just because it was pretty funny. We were. BA and I kept bitching that they just kept running him and we're like, why are they doing this? Like he's getting hit. He's getting four yards. What is the point of this? Like, and then he just busts out. Yeah. And then he did his Lamar Jackson impersonation. Yeah. It's like, I immediately looked up his 40 time, which was only four, seven. I was stunned. Um, I guess when you get adrenaline, you can run a little faster. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Or when, like when you just kind of open it up and yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. That was hella fast. Yeah. But yeah, or uh, the first drive, Ohio State's first drive of the game, the, the the leaping catch that got reviewed, that play live just that is the highest I've ever seen anyone jump in my life. Like he looked like he, and then plus after he got his legs taken out from under them, he he was like like ten feet in the air, <laughs> like it was it was insane. Like it's he, a different game with those teams. Well, and yeah, that's that was our biggest just takeaway is like the pack 12 is nowhere near that level yeah the level of athlete in that game athletes in that game was crazy and it was especially after watching the cheese bowl the day before like it was it was just so wild to see and you're just like yeah we're not at this level like we're just not even it's crazy that we were even in the conversation to be in the college football playoff last season up until you know the last game of the year and just to think, we were like, WSU would just be getting walloped. Last year's WSU would just be getting walloped by oh, either yeah. of these teams, just on athletes alone. Yeah. Um, you just saw so many plays, and you know they're making them against like like competition. Right. Like th- these athletic plays uh, just made over and over again. Um, just especially the skill positions and then the, the – t- like Ohio State's defensive line is incredible. Yep. Those guys like, are all NFL players. Obviously, like every Chase last Young, one but like Chase Young is very obvious. But like, um, if he's not making a play, the other three are. Yeah, like it was it it was so wild watching them, and they just beat the hell out of Clemson for half the game, basically. Yep, like just beating them up. Like Clemson, you know, got pretty lucky. Um, they got some big plays. Uh, they obviously had that last drive. Um, that that like ninety plus yard drive that t- gave them the lead in like what did thirty it. seconds. Yeah, that was insane. I, <laughs> I turned to I turned to BA. I go, man, dude, this is what we wanted. This is the last drive of the game, and the and this the game's on the line. Right. And and then and then we laugh. Nope, it wasn't. No, the, Not the last drive. One is. Yeah. <laughs> Too much time. But, but it was a it was like one of the coolest you know, sports yeah. experiences I've ever had. Like it was so, so cool to see it. And it was really nice not having a rooting interest because exactly. you're just like, you're just enjoying every play that yep. every player is making. Yeah. Like, and you're just being amazed by it. And, 
and and watching the emotion of the you know the fans because it was such a you know high stakes game like yeah when uh when uh clemson got that last interception the just watching the ohio state fan next to me just you know sulk down and then the the clemson fans all around us just like losing their minds like it was it was really cool um uh it was yeah i'm, I'm really glad we did it i'm glad we you know forked out the money and then we waited for like an hour to get an uber after the game and <laughs> i actually ended up i wasn't staying with the other uh like ba and the other people so um i ended up i i gathered up we gather i gathered up uh a, 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 a three wazoo fans and uh and uh uh, an uh, Ohio State fan, and we were all staying in downtown Phoenix. Um, it's at different hotels, and and we were able. To, it, it was just so hard to get an Uber, so we got a, a van. And well, and Glendale's we just, way the hell out there, right? Yeah, it's pretty far. It's it, it. I mean, it only took twenty minutes to get there, but it took a, you know, it just it took a long time to get out. Um, but so if, I mean, twenty minutes in in Phoenix is like that's it there's it's so spread out like people are used to going that far for everything um but but yeah so we were and it was pretty nice like so it was a pretty expensive fare like it was like five times as much as it was on the way in um so we all split it which was nice and then the ohio state fan um he was basically settling up with me because i'm the one that paid for it and he and he uh he gave me money for my share as well so oh, that's i nice. just i had to give him a shout out um uh, for that so nice job was, ohio was, state fan yeah so um and he was actually really positive he's like you know our our kids played hard and they played great and clemson's tough and we had, we got a young team and which they do uh which is crazy <laughs> but um <laughs> it is crazy yeah, they're yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> That's good though, because like it seems like the playoff has really um really changed the the fan satisfaction equation. Yeah, uh, now for you a have a lot of and, people. Well I think yeah, I think it really started with the BCS and then it's gotten worse with the playoffs. So like basically you, the playoff is it and the, and right. then like now I'm I'm sure for a program like Ohio State, like probably just getting to the playoff is not good enough for right. a lot of fans so um right. yeah so it was kind of cool and um uh, and then i i got a free uber uh, downtown and otherwise if i was go going by myself it would have been like a hundred and plus dollars so uh well, good um, deal yeah well we had met the other wsu fans on the way out and uh we uh i was like where are you guys going and they're going downtown i'm like let's let's we all had our phones out trying to catch an uber and i was the, basically the the one that got one first yeah and so luckily i had requested a van so we could add a couple people and make it a little cheaper but it was um it was yeah just amazing experience um 100 would do it again like it, it makes you want to just like book tickets for a college football playoff game and go watch it or it makes me really want to go to the final four actually is what it does um because i imagine it's a similar experience just in a basketball game but like yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm glad I did it. Um, speaking of basketball, we probably should talk about basketball a little bit. For like bit. a minute. For like a minute. Not much um, has changed. Um, but we do have uh, real That's games true. coming up this week. Real deal games. Um, uh, not not playing 
not playing 340 plus ranked <laughs> teams anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically they more or less took care of business against the uh, uh, three uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. It didn't, you know, it was close for much of the game, but they pulled away and kind of won as you would expect by the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here we, here we go. We got USC coming up and, and UCLA this weekend. So uh, that's that's what we got to talk about. USC's the biggest test of the year for them. And so that's... By a you know, long rank, shot. Yeah, they're ranked 69th, which that, that means they're nice. not a great team, but they're not, they're a nice team, um, of course. <laughs> they're very uh, nice. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're uh, Dunk City West. And, um, but yeah, that, so uh, Ken Palm's got it as uh, 62%. Uh, the time USC winning and and a three point average uh, win, so which um, isn't too bad. Which isn't too bad. It means hey, uh, we have a decent shot. Um, whereas last year, if you, you're looking at the, just the improvement to go from the two hundreds to the one forties, yep. means you got more more of a shot to win. To, if you're that much better, you have a much better shot at uh, beating some teams. But yeah, USC. I mean, the athleticism is going to be tough and the size is going to be tough. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, uh, they do turn the ball over a fair amount and they are really good at offensive rebounding. Um, and they like, they don't rely on the three that much, but they're good at shooting it. So if we could limit the threes, grab the rebounds, get a few turnovers, that's how you, I think that's how you change this game. Cause they're probably going to dominate you um kind of around the basket getting to the free throw line and stuff like that so i i i hope not it'll 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 tell us a i think it'll tell us a a little more about the team um to face this kind of middle of the what's you know roughly it's like a like slightly above average pac-12 team i guess this year um is where where usc would fall they're kind of in the middle uh they're kind of grouped up with teams like Stanford and Oregon State and stuff in terms of quality. Um, I, I think UW's going to keep getting better because they got some youngins on their team. But um, but yeah, so the, this is you know kind of a, a nice barometer to see where the Cougs are at. Yeah, it's I, I think kind of a bummer part is that they're not healthy going into it. Um, yeah, they, they've course. had a lot of injuries uh, this year that have been just sort of like frustrating. You know, obviously we lost Dion James for the whole year, which, um, you know, put a put a crimp in the front court. Um, you know, and then Jalen Shedd has been out for a little bit and he's going to be out this week also. So he's starting point guard um, who has not been a huge contributor on offense, but um, has been really good defensively and he's, he's one of the guys who really makes that, uh, that turnover machine go on defense. So, you know, missing him and, uh, Marvin Cannon's out right now. Now I don't know what his status is, uh, for this weekend. Um, cause he, that was a surprise one, uh, cause he had played and played last weekend and then didn't play, uh, didn't play yesterday. So, not sure what his situation is exactly, but still it's, you know, you'd like to have him, uh, you know, and then they've had other guys hurt at, at various times here. I mean, Mark Ovetsky, the, the seven footer, 
uh, from Ukraine. You know, he was dealing with, I think, an ankle injury early in the season. He, you know, probably had his development stunted by that. Just kind of frustrating, frustrating to do that. Uh, DJ Rodman got lots of run, not lots, but, you know, 10 plus minutes yesterday uh, while, you know, while Cannon was out. So that seemed like a, like a pretty like for like replacement there. Taylor Rapp got some run uh, or Ryan Rapp. Sorry. <laughs> Ryan Rapp. Uh, that's our guy. Um, he got some run yesterday, uh, in Shed's place. So, you know, and he's, he's looked okay. He's, I've been kind of impressed with, with what I've seen from him in the very limited minutes. And no Williams had a really good game, uh, yesterday, which was nice. His offense is still very much a work in progress. Um, but he does yeah. have, you know, he's a, he's got the potential to be a, uh, we've, we've, we've talked about this before. I mean, he's got the potential to be a, a an absolute, uh, ridiculous defender, um, when he, when he gets real good, but, um, he, he also seems to have a pretty nice feel for the game. You know, he had a couple of, couple of buckets, had a really nice assist to CJ Ellaby, uh, that led to a, to a bucket and one in transition. So, um, you know, hopefully he's kind of figuring a few things out and, um, you know, we'll be yeah, able to contribute. So he's able to grab a rebound and start the break. Yeah. Um, cause they use him to handle the ball yep. quite a bit yep. when he's on the floor. So, uh, that's, that's a nice asset. You know, you feel there's there's some pieces like him that could just break out for a game and and get get WSU a win that they might not have expected, you know. Um I am concerned in this game against USC with the with the offensive rebounding. Like that's that's kind of my I don't like yeah. I think they can compete with the size in a lot of different ways, but uh, they've really uh, WSU's sh- offensive rebounding or No, no, no. Or USC's USC, offensive yeah. rebounding. They've got three guys rebounding uh, their own misses at a greater than 9% clip. And they've got two guys above 12%. So that's, uh, and, and you figure, you know, those three well, guys. Don't, uh, don't look at um, USC's team either, or UCLA's team yeah. either. Then. I mean, you figure, you figure those guys are on the floor. Two out of the three are on the floor at the same time, if not all three. So when, right. when you're, you've got three guys, you know, just absolutely annihilating people on the glass like that. Um you know, we, we've struggled this year when we've played teams that have had enough size to get to the offensive glass. Um, so I'm very, I'm very curious to see if, if we're able to, to hold our own enough. Um, and that's really how USC makes up for their turnovers because they're pretty sloppy with the ball. It seems like they make up with for their turnovers by getting extra possessions with offensive rebounds. So, yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to compete super, super hard. They're probably still going to give up a ton of them. Um, and, you know, maybe hopefully they don't give up too many uh to you know give themselves a chance to to maybe win the game well yeah and then against ucla um mick cronin's our coach so Mm. um yeah they're they're looking pretty they it's crashing the boards i mean it 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 has the feel of just looking at the well the one surprising thing is their their defense primarily their perimeter defense is horrendous um which is they're, super weird for a Mick Cronin. They're giving team. up 40% from three. Yeah. And they give up uh, quite a few threes too, um, 40% of shots. So uh, that's it's kind of wild. Uh, they, they do rebound the ball really well on both ends of the floor. Yep. Um, so they have uh, Cody Riley's at 9% offensive rebounding percentage. Jalen Hill's at 14.4%. Like they have some guys, uh, that are, they're six, nine, two fifty, six, 10, two They're definitely guys that we don't have the size to contend with. So that'd be the concern there. Um, the, that, but it's still UCLA is the one 
uh, even with that, that you feel like better about getting. Yeah. Even Ken Palm has a predicted win 60% of the time. So, which really is barely more than a coin flip. I know it sounds like a lot, but like 60, 40 <laughs> is not, no, not huge. I mean, but that mean that's barely, you know, if you flip it around, USC is just over 60, 40. So, um, so if you, if you feel good about our chances against USC, you should feel that, uh, UCLA always has also has a pretty good chance against us, but, um, basically we get the, but the bump because we're the home team um, right. in both those games. Right. And, Cause, uh, but UCLA is only ranked 127. We're ranked 141. So yeah, um, UCLA is not a good team. No, um, they definitely are are ripe to be beaten. They have been beaten by some bad teams this year, including Hofstra and Cal State Fullerton. Um, so they the, current and, three and, game uh, losing streak. Yeah, I mean, if we played Notre Dame in North Carolina, we'd have a two game losing streak. Probably, probably. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> we had Michigan State and BYU yeah. on the on the schedule. Probably wouldn't have, yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten wins in those. But um, but yeah, so it uh, they're definitely beatable. Um, I'm not gonna go as far to say as we should beat them because the I don't know how yeah. good the matchup is. Yeah, I would because uh, teams with teams with size have given us like with athletic size have given us trouble. Yeah. Um, so, but I, they're, they're not gonna, uh, they're, I mean, it's going to come down probably if we can shoot a little better from the yep. outside, which we haven't yet. Uh, and UC- did, one of the big differences between UCLA game. and USC is that UCLA is a pretty poor shooting team. And that yeah. makes, that yeah, makes a big difference, particularly for us, the way we run our defense, trying to force a lot of, uh, iffy jump shots. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's probably, that's a good thing. Well, and, and on offense, they take uh, very th- few. Uh, they have a very few three pointers. They take it right. on, on less than thirty percent of their shots, which is like three hundred twenty second. So, yep. Um, that's uh, so that that's good for um, us if they're a team that's just going to try to hit that mid range more. I haven't dug into the hoop math stats. I don't think we have time to do it on this one anyway. But um, yeah, I. I I, I think both these games, uh, I, you know, it, it it's it, it could be a couple of good games where WSU, you know, um, puts up some fight in Pullman. So it uh, it's it, it's it's a bummer that there will be no one there because, again, <laughs> uh, the Pac-12 so- has started WSU at home when the students aren't there for the as they eight millionth year in a row fucking do. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, if you want to drive over and what should be great weather to go watch it, then feel free. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm I'm excited to uh, to check out the games this weekend and and hopefully uh, hopefully we can uh, get get a win. By by the way, for those uh, wanting to actually know, uh, the games are on uh, Thursday and Saturday. So yep. Pac-12 Network. <laughs> You get, you got a yeah, ooh, yeah, the big, big, mm. the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's uh, yeah, it should be should be an interesting matchup again. We're we're banged up, but um, yeah, who knows? I hope we um, get one of them. They've been, yeah, getting one of them would be awesome. That'd be nice, especially especially having Cal on the road next. Uh, you have a nice potential to start two and one, um, yep. or you know two and two um, after the first two weekends. Um, which would be big going into playing uh, Oregon and Colorado and yep. 
so yeah um yeah i don't know uh this the, uh, as always the team is better uh but the conference is always better is better but they they're currently so now that just so we can say it before Pac-12 play starts, Ken Palm has them pretty good at a six and twelve record, finishing fifteen and sixteen. So, uh, how would you feel about that if that's what happened? I'd feel fine. I think. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think it would. I think it would depend a little bit on how you get there. That that always sort of influences how you feel about those things. But you know, at first blush, you know, if they go six and twelve and. You know, somewhere in there, you know, they've got some, you know, maybe a couple close losses, you know, they're, they're hanging tough, you know, and, and it just kind of, you know, doesn't go great. I mean, you know, at, at this point, you know, being respectable and six wins is, you know, I think that's pretty respectable considering where we came from. So, you know, it's, it, that that's a far, far cry from the one and, you know, two win embarrassments of, of Ernie Kent. So, you know, you figure if you go... You know, if you're going six and twelve, you're winning one out of every three games. So, <laughs> you know, you're probably figuring there's not, you know, a big, you know, eight game skid in there with that. And so, you know, that that makes you feel a little bit better about about where you're going and about what Kyle Smith is building. So, yep, yeah. And again, we're heading into conference play. Um, the average efficiency margin of Pac-12 teams. Um, so their average difference between uh, what they score points per possession adjusted and what, what they allow adjusted by opponent um, is 10.41, which is uh, almost three points um, per possessions away from or bigger than last year um, and is the largest number since i'm scrolling back here since 2016 so um the conference is better than it has been in since 2016 um deeper than it has been in a while um so and then that, and that includes wsu's a lot better than they have been cal's a lot better than they were last year even though they're still bad um you know there's most teams are better there are a few exceptions but um it's going to be a uh, and then the top is much better, of course, with Oregon and Arizona. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, tough games, but um, we're at least, WCU is at least a little better equipped this year than they were last year. Um, if Ernie was coaching the team still against the schedule. Oh, my God. Um, like um, <laughs> one or two wins would, would be the expectation. That so. would definitely be the expectation. So, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. Cool. Basketballed it up. Yeah. Uh, but well, starting next week, that's what we're mostly going to talk yeah. about. So yep. get ready for it, everyone. Here's Please come back. We get to talk about so, a win or two. So, yeah, if you, uh, Jeff and I really like talking about basketball. Um, so hopefully, if you like listening to this, you, you'll, us, you'll enjoy listening to us talk about basketball. Um, hopefully, WSU gets a few wins. Um, but, um, Go ahead and if you don't subscribe, if you're just here for the uh, bowl game recap, um, please hit that subscribe button. And, and I, I think you'll like what you hear um, for, during the basketball season as well. And then, of course, we have the last signing day. So as we wrap up the recruiting class um, and then there always seems to be football news. Um, so <laughs> uh, there we it was funny. We never ran out of things to talk about yeah. starting. <laughs> we kept waiting starting for in something February. to run out. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we had we had a list of things and we didn't get to any of them except yeah. for but uh yeah because uh yeah so like and subscribe um i don't know why i say like but uh uh but subscribe to us um and give rate us uh, five stars if you can um leave us a comment uh, on the rating um feel free if you're a kook center reader to comment on the on the uh the post we put on Kook Center, um, we like to see that feedback as well. Um, you can yeah. uh, t- you can tweet uh, us uh, mostly Jeff at Pod versus Everyone. You can tweet me at the Craig Powers. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, or if you really want to send us a question uh, and don't want to do it on a public forum, uh, Podcast vs Everyone at Gmail dot com. Um, I haven't checked it in a while, but I do get notifications. So I don't think we've gotten many emails on it in a while. So <laughs> I also haven't called it out in about three months. So, Oh, I forgot the, so speaking of uh listener interaction, somebody asked me like two weeks ago, what we thought of the defensive coordinator situation and whether we should be concerned that there's not been a defensive coordinator yet. I'm not concerned. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not concerned. Uh, there's a lot more dominoes to fall. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Um, we're probably going to play some sort of lottery to find a, yep. a, a hopefully a next Grinch is what. All right. So you can, you so can there be you concerned go. by that, I guess, if you, because, you know. Yeah. But there you if, go, Twitter you, guy. You, we answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too, I'm not too concerned. Uh, the, there's nowhere to go but up. All right. Cool. Well, happy new year. Yeah, Happy New Year if you're listening on New Year's Eve or New Year's because uh, you have time off and you want to spend that listening to us. We appreciate it. Or if you're driving to work on New Year's Day, or, or uh, on January 2nd and you're you're still, you know, got that extra hangover, that extra day hangover because you're um, old like Jeff, um, <laughs> then um, hey now, we appreciate you listening and uh, and sad to see football go. And yeah. Uh, that's the worst part, but anyways, we will truck on and go Cougs. Go Cougs.